بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. A'udhu billahi min shuri anfusina wa sayi'ati a'malina. We praise Allah, seek His help, seek His help and ask for guidance. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the consequences of our wrong actions. Allahumma salli wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad and abdika rasulika nabi al-ummi wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim fil alameen innaka hamidun majid amma ba'd inni usikum wa nafsiya bitaqwallah to proceed I remind myself and you all of the importance of taqwa of Allah that is being mindful being conscious of our Lord Most High Allah says addressing the faithful Ya ayyuhalladhina amunu taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Believers have taqwa of Allah, be mindful of Allah, have fear of Allah with the taqwa due to Him and hold fast to that taqwa and do not die except as believers, as Muslims. Wa qala ta'ala, ya ayyuhalladhina amunu taqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadida And Allah says, again addressing the faithful, believers have taqwa of Allah and let that translate not just into your actions, but into the words that you say. And have taqwa of Allah and speak precisely. Speak words which hit the mark. What's the result of that taqwa? Uh, that he will amend for you your deeds and forgive you your wrong actions. All who obey Allah and his messenger have attained a great attainment. As we bid farewell, to another year, and we welcome a new Hijri year, 1444, is that we are reminded of the reality of our, of our lives and of, of time. And as Hassan al-Basri, he said, concerning this reality of our lifespan, he said, Ya ibn Adam, innama anta ayam. He said, O oh, son of Adam, you are nothing but a number of days. Whenever each day passes, that part of you is gone. And Imam Hassan al-Basri also said, he said, the world, our lives, are but three days. We only have three days. Yesterday, and yesterday it has vanished. We have tomorrow, and tomorrow we may never see it. And we have today, and he said, today is yours, so work on it. And Allah declares and Allah says about these limited days that consist of our lifespan. He says, is that It is He, it is Allah Most High, who causes day and night to alternate. And then He says, Is that as a sign? For whoever desires to be mindful or to be grateful. So in the passing of these days and these nights and these weeks and these months and these years, is that this is a sign for us that we should reflect 
and we should take lesson from the passing of time and we should use it as an opportunity to be mindful and to be reflectful and to be grateful. And that is why Allah follows this verse in Surah Al-Furqan, verse 62. Allah follows this verse uh, mentioning the qualities of those who use their days and their nights correctly. Right after this verse where Allah talks about the alternation of day and night so that we be grateful, Allah says, وَعِبَادُ Rahman." And the servants, the true servants of Allah, of the most compassionate of the Rahman, what do they do? يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنًا وَإِذَا خَاتَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا Is that they walk on the earth humbly, and when the foolish address them, they only respond with peace. وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ That's in the day. In the nighttime, وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا They are those who spend a good portion of night prostrating themselves and standing before their Lord. And it is not insignificant that Allah, out of His wisdom, He made the last month of the Hijri year a sacred month. Dhul-Hijjah is the month of Hajj and is one of the four sacred months. And Allah also made the first month of the Hijri year a sacred month. Uh, Al-Muharram is one of the four sacred months of the year. So we transition from one sacred month and end our year, and we transition into another sacred month. And this is, there's a wisdom in that. There's a wisdom in this transition from one good state to another good state. And among the wisdoms is that there is a special importance to the beginning and the end of things. And we all know the hadith that the Prophet said, the criteria for actions, actions are only according to their Intentions. Of course, your intentions precede the actions. In another way of saying this, actions are according to their, to their beginnings. If you start the action with a good intention, you started the action with a good beginning. Many of us are not familiar with another hadith that has the same wording. The criteria of actions. Actions are according to their khawatimiha. According to their, their endings. According to their endings. So we have two hadith. Actions are according to their intentions. And actions are according to their endings. And what this is teaching us is that if we begin well with a good intention and we end well with a good ending, the hope is, is that everything in between, all deficiencies, all shortcomings, is that those will be overlooked. And the whole action will be uh, accepted because it started well and it ended well. So with this new year, we still have a few uh, hours left till uh, the end of the new year. We want to end the new year well, and then we want to start the new year of Al-Muharram well. And again, there's this secret, there's this wisdom between beginnings and endings. And that's why many, the scholars, they say that, Al-Bidayat Majallat Al-Nihayat. Is that beginnings often are reflections of ends. That you find someone's beginning, right? You'll find aspects of that when they reach the end. There's a secret between, they mirror each other. Beginnings and, and ends. So with that, I want to offer a little uh, New Year's resolution. Specifically, concerning two aspects, very important aspects of our lives and our actions. Uh, the quantity and the quality. So the quantity of what we do and the quality of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis, throughout our lifespans. The quantity, what I mean by the quantity, is the consistency. Our habits, 
our, uh, our consistency. And with regards to the quality, that is the ihsan, right, how well we do things. So with regards to the quantity, the consistency, it's an unfortunate fact that we're not too good at building successful habits. And we're not doing so well. And there's a statistic that the failure rate of New Year's resolution resolutions is 80% of people fail their resolutions by February. And another uh, statistic is that uh, only 8% of people only actually fulfill their resolutions. Right? All, everyone else, by the end of the year, they failed their, their resolutions. And there's different reasons, of course, why people fail their resolutions. But uh, one of the most common reasons is because we are often focused on the goal and not focused on the system. Right? We're not focused on the things that, uh, the components that constitute the goal. In other words, the a'mal. We're not focused on the actions. We're just, it's very easy to create goals and lofty goals and you could put it on your wall and you could add to it and expand. But it's not that easy to create that system. Is that what are you going to do on a daily basis to achieve that goal? Those small actions. And oftentimes, again, we fail in our resolutions because we are too ambitious. What does that mean, too ambitious? Is that we want big changes too quickly. And we neglect the small things. We neglect the small things. We don't show importance to the small changes. We just want the overall big change. And just from a simple mathematical perspective, is that small changes yield great results. If somebody just math, if somebody improved whatever it was one percent every day for the year, right? How many times over would they be better by the end of the year? It would be thirty-seven times better. So if somebody had one skill and every day they just wanted to be one percent better, and that could be your salah, that can be your reading of the Quran, that can be your seeking of knowledge, that can be your learning something new, one percent better. By the end of the year, you will have been, you will have be uh, 37 times better. And again, these small changes are what are significant. And actually, it's very easy to go to extremes. It's very easy to be all or nothing. That's easier for the nafs. It's actually harder to implement these, these small changes. And this is why we have a quote by John Wooden, one of the greatest uh, coaches of the century. Uh, he said that uh, when you improve a little each day, when you improve a little each day, eventually big things occur. And he says, don't look for the big, quick improvement. Seek small improvement one day at a time. That's the only way it happens. And when it happens, it lasts. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ was asked, Su'ila, ayyu amalin ahabbu ilallah. Somebody asked the Prophet, which action is most beloved to Allah? General question, what action is most beloved to Allah? What are you going to say? Is it salah? Is it fasting? Is it uh, charity? What's the most beloved action to Allah? What did the Prophet say to them? What did he say in this hadith? He said, adwamaha. He said that the most beloved action to Allah is the most consistent action. Not only that, in aqal, even if it's small. Even if it's small but it's consistent, that is the most beloved action to Allah. And we know that the companions, radiallahu anhum, when they took upon an action, they, they uh, held fast to that action till their deathbeds. And we have one companion that came to the Prophet 
asking him that how should he fast. And he said that, you know, I'm a young man. I want to uh, fast more. How much of my days should I fast? Can I fast every single day? And the Prophet said, no. He said, fast three days a month. And this companion said, no, I want more. And eventually the Prophet said, fast the fast of Dawood, which is that you fast one day, and then you break fast the other day, and then you fast the next day, and so on and so forth. And this companion, what did he say? At the end of his life, at the end of his life, he said, I wish I just took the, uh, the, uh, the, the offer of the Prophet ﷺ and fasting three days, right? Because now I'm old and it's hard for me to fast every other day, but he never left that deed. When he took it on, he never left it. Even though it was difficult, he was consistent with it to his last days. And that this was the way that the companions, this is the way that they approached their a'mal. It wasn't something that they started and then they left it, neglected it, or were inconsistent. Rather, no, they held fast to it. And this is why the Prophet said in another hadith, خَيْرُ الْأَعْمَالُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَدْوَامَهَا وَنْ Is that the best of actions with Allah, the best of actions, are those actions that are consistent, even if they be small. And uh, the Prophet said, أُكْفِلُوا مِنَ الْأَعْمَالِ مَا تُطِيقُونَ He says, uh, task yourself with deeds and actions according to your ability to be consistent and to sustain those deeds and those actions. In other words, don't try to embark on something that you're not going to be consistent with. Let it be even if it's in qal, even if it's small. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ, what did he say? He said, guard yourselves from the hellfire. Guard yourselves from the hellfire even with half a date in charity. Right? Don't think of things, this is small, this is big. Think of things that this is a good action, I'll do it. Guard yourself from the hellfire. Even if you give charity, that's half a date. Right? Something paltry, insignificant. It's not, not insignificant with Allah. And then he says, if somebody doesn't even have that, if one cannot find half a date, then at least a kind word. And a kind word is a form of charity. You don't have half a date, you can at least say something kind to somebody, and that's a form of charity. Right? Look how the Prophet is presenting these a'mal, these deeds. Right? He's not saying do a mountain load of deeds, do something small, do it consistent, and do it with ihsan, do it with quality. And we know that uh, also Sayyidina Ali, he said in one of his uh, aphorisms in his wisdom, he said, لا تستحي من إعطاء القليل With regards to charity, don't be embarrassed to give a little bit of charity. A little bit of charity, a dollar, 50 cents, don't be embarrassed to give a little bit of charity. Why? Because giving nothing is less than that little bit. Right? Giving nothing is less than that. So don't be ashamed to give even if it's a little bit of, of charity. So with this, we should, uh, in this new year, our resolutions, we should try to take small steps. Small, consistent steps, even if they're embarrassing. Even if they seem insignificant. Even if they seem paltry. Right? Giving one dollar in charity, or less, or more, right? praying one prayer in the masjid per day, or per week, right? but you're coming to the masjid. Uh, praying tahajjud once a week, you're busy at work, okay, pray on, try to pray tahajjud on Saturday or on Sunday, where you, don't, you can sleep in, you don't have work, just uh, once a week, right? reading one page of the Qur'an, or even half a page of the Qur'an, or even one ayah of the Qur'an. Better than nothing. I'm not saying that we're complacent, right? We shouldn't make that our goal. Like, that shouldn't be the end all. We should try to increase after that. But uh, just getting started somewhere. 
and just taking that step and just taking that step. And there's actually an interesting uh, psychological and physiological explanation for this is that change in general frightens people. And we're, we have fear when we think about major changes. And what does fear do? Is that fear inhibits someone. Right? You become frozen when you're in a state of fear. And in our brain, the amygdala is the part uh, in our brain that controls the fight or flight uh, response. Right? Whether we're going to, whether we're going to, how we're going to react to fear. Either we uh, we fight, we respond, or we flee, or we freeze. Fight, uh, flight, or freeze. Uh, but the problem is, is that this amygdala alarm system it triggers very easily. Right? It's not always that there's a physical threat is that any fear that we expose ourselves to is that this amygdala triggers the alarm. It sounds the alarm bells whenever we fear danger, right? And that's why, like, if someone, you know, they have to meet and have a new job or an interview or something like that, they, they, there's fear, right? They might be hesitant or some people who are more introverted, they don't, there's kind of a fear of meeting new people, right? They don't know what to say. There's a type of, they don't want to engage because of that. That's because of these, uh, these uh, systems. However, when we take a small step, Right? even if it's embarrassing, is that in a sense, we bypass that alarm. Because we're not triggering that amygdala flight or fight response, that alarm system. It, it, it crosses the radar without being, without being noticed. And the, when, once the door opens, right, and it's no longer daunting, then it opens up the path to further actions without even uh, having to experience that fear. So there's some of the aspects. And uh, the Arabs, they say very beautifully, and this is a principle that we can take, is that مَا لَا يُدْرَكُ كُلُّ لَا يُدْرَكُ كُلُّ Is that that which cannot be obtained in its entirety, you can't get everything of it, that doesn't mean that you should abandon all of it. Right? Take your portion. If you can't get everything, it doesn't mean that you should, uh, you should abstain from, from everything. Right? And I'll end this first khutbah with this beautiful explanation by the great illustrious Imam al-Haddad uh, concerning this meaning. So Imam al-Haddad says, he who is either unable or lacks the energy to perform all possible good works should not, for those reasons, abandon them all. Rather, he should engage in whatever is easy and accessible. Why? For goodness attracts goodness. Small acts of goodness attract great ones. A little invites plenty. As has been handed down, goodness is a habit. Similarly, he who is incapable of abandoning all evil must abandon whatever of it he can. For a mixture of good and evil is better and lighter, lighter than total evil. Somebody has a bad quality doesn't mean that, you know, that, that they can't do good things or they can't you know, cut back on that. Right? Uh, and then he says, uh, good works erase sins. As in the hadith, follow a sin with an act of goodness, and it will erase it. And in another hadith, if you commit a sin, follow it up with an act of goodness, and it will requite it. Hidden sins with hidden sins, uh, uh, with hidden sins with hidden acts of goodness, public with public. Then Imam al-Haddad continues. A servant afflicted with evil and transgressions must never altogether turn away from Allah, nor from good works and obedience. For otherwise, there will remain between him and his Lord no avenue for reconciliation and for returning to him. Let, it be, let him heed the lesson 
in the story of the highwayman, the highway robber who shed blood uh, and robbed Muslims of their money. A virtuous man once saw him do these things while fasting. So you have this person that would hijack Muslim caravans, often murder or rob at the very least, right? These Muslims going for Hajj and traveling, but he was fasting at the same time. Right? So a scholar saw him and he says, How can you do what you are doing while you are fasting? Right? And then the man said, He says, This is my state. He says, I'm leaving a channel, an avenue to reconcile between me and my Lord. And I don't want to severe all the links between me and Allah. I'm doing something. Right? And then he said, Sometimes, Sometime later, in the future, the man, the scholar, he saw him going around the Kaaba in Tawaf in Mecca. And then he was said, What happened? And he said that I made tawbah, and he said that fasting was my link, my door that I kept open between me and Allah, and Allah blessed me with, with tawbah. Because of that small, insignificant action in our eyes, but it was a great action, a good action in the eyes of Allah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wal-Aqibatu Lil-Muttaqeen Wal-A'udwan Illa Al-Zalimeen Wa-Ashadu Alla Ilaha Illa Allah Wahdahu La Shaykada Wa-Ashadu Anna Muhammadan Abaduhu Rasuluhu Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Sallam Taslima Ra'al Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam furjatan fil laban fa'amara biha tasud. So the Prophet sallallahu he passed by a grave and he saw that there was a brick missing from this from this grave. Faqila lin nabi and he commanded that he instructed that somebody uh, put the brick in this in this spot. And somebody complete the, the structure, fix it. Faqila lin nabi sallallahu alayhi wa so the companions asked him about this. Is this, an, is this an obligation? Do we have to build the, complete the graves like this? He, they asked him about this. Right? Why did he instruct that this person fill in that, fill in that gap? And the Prophet he responded, Doing so doesn't harm and it doesn't benefit. But it's pleasant to the person living that sees the grave. Right? It, it's, it's something that's an eye, it's, 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 a, it's pleasant to the eye of the person that passes by it. Right? It's beautiful. And then he said, he gave this principle, And that the person, the abd, the individual, the slave, whenever he performs any action, Allah loves that he perfects that action. And in another narration, Rather, Allah loves from the person that does anything, that when he does his thing, he does it with ihsan, with excellence, and with beauty. And ihsan is a very comprehensive word. It's not easy. There's not no one word translation in English. But it's quality, it's virtue, and it's excellence. And it comes from the root hasuna, which means to be two things. It means to be beautiful, 
and it means to be good. And there's uh, a connect. It's this. There are two sides of the same coin. There's a concept behind this. The root is that everything that is beautiful is ultimately good, and everything that is good is ultimately beautiful. So the verb, the word in Arabic, hasuna, carries both those meanings because you cannot really separate beauty from goodness and goodness from beauty. So ihsan means to make things beautiful, to do things in the best of manners, to do things with perfection and with quality. And sometimes we might think of this virtue as something that is peripheral or it's for some people but not others or it's not that important, right? What's more important is getting the job done however it's done. Is that no? Is that the Prophet informed us and told us just how central Ihsan is to the deen. And the Prophet said in the famous hadith, Inna Allah katab al-ihsan ala kulli shay. Is that Allah has decreed excellence for everything. And Imam al-Nawawi, he says about this hadith, هذا الحديث من الحديث الحديث الجامعة لقواعد الإسلام This one hadith is a hadith that is comp- combines many of the principles of Islam. Imam al-Manawi, he said, هذا الحديث من قواعد الدين This hadith is from the foundations of the religion. And that shows us just how central Ihsan is in our religion. In another hadith, amazing hadith, إن الله محسن يحب الإحسان is that Allah is the one who shows excellence and he loves those who show excellence. And I'll quote Imam al-Hadad one more time where he talks about ihsan and excellence. He says, people of realization, direct knowledge, ma'rifah, and clear, clear vision and certitude give precedence to excellence in the act over the act itself. So people who have clarity, they don't focus on how much actions they can do, rather they focus on the quality of, of their acts. Why? This is because to them, the formal performance of acts, whether it be prayer, fasting, recitation, invocation of God, uh, exalted as he, is nothing but hardship and toil in the absence of excellence, perfection, inner dimension, and courtesy that befits the holy and sublime presence of Allah. Right? All the outward forms, if there's no spirit to the outward forms, they're dead. Right? But if we have ihsan and ikhlas, Ihsan and sincerity that gives life to everything that we do. It is to this that the hadith is to this meaning that the hadith says, How many a person prays night prayers and gains nothing from his night prayers but sleeplessness and weariness? Right? They pray at nighttime, but it doesn't have any ihsan, any ikhlas, so all they get is tired. And how many a fasting person gains nothing from his fast except hunger and thirst? So, this is why ihsan is so important is that it is the spirit of everything that we do and it is central to this religion. So my small advice for this new year is let's focus on these two aspects. Let's focus on the consistency, the quantity of our actions. Right? The most beloved actions to our Allah are those that are consistent, even if they be small. And let's try to focus on the quality of our actions, that whatever we do, even if it be small, we try to do it in the best of manners. We try to do it with ihsan, with perfection. We try to do it with quality. And we try to do it with, infuse with the remembrance of Allah and with the sincerity and the right intentions. And we ask Allah that he facilitate this for us and that he make us among those who are consistent and that they have this istiqama, this uprightness, day in and day out. And that people of the muhsineen and those who show ihsan in everything that they do, 
because we know that Allah yuhibbul muhsinin is that Allah loves those who are people of ihsan wa'lamu ya ibadallah anna Allah amrana bi amrin bada fi binafsi wa thanna bi malaikatil musabbahati bi qudsi wa ayyaha bil mu'minina min ibadi ta'mima wa qala mukhbiran wa amiru annahum taqima inna Allah wa malaikatuhu yusalluna 'ala an-nabi ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu 'alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad and abdika rasulika nabiyil ummi wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim fil alameen innaka hamidu majeed Allahumma izzal islam wa ansuhil muslimin Allahumma izzal islam wa ansuhil muslimin Allahumma izzal islam wa ansuhil muslimin Allahumma kunni ikhwanina al-muslimina fi masha'iqil nadu magha'ibiha Allahumma gfir lana walil muslimina wal muslimat wal mu'minina wal mu'minat al ahya minhum wal amwat مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة سرا وعلانية لا تغادر لنا ذنبا ولا نكتسب بعدها خطيئة ولا إثما اللهم إنا نسألك زيادة في الدين والله we ask you for an increase of deen of religion وبركة في العمر and blessing in our lives وصحة في الجسد and health in our bodies وسعة في الرزق and expansion in our provision وتوبة قبل الموت and repentance turning to you before death وَشَهَادَةً عِنْدَ الْمَوْتِ And having the kalima at the time of death. وَمَغْفِرَةً بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ And forgiveness after death. وَعَفْوًا عِنْدَ الْحِسَابِ And being pardoning in the reckoning. وَأَمَانًا مِنَ الْعَذَابِ And security from punishment. وَنَصِيبًا مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ And a portion of paradise. وَرَزُقْنَا النَّظَرَ إِلَى وَجْهِكَ الْكَرِيمِ And bless us with the beautific vision. إِنَّ اللَّهَ أَمْرَنَا بِثَلَاثٍ وَنَهَا عَنَ الثَّلَاثِ Allah enjoins, commands three and prohibits three. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَيْتَا إِذِنْ قُرْبَ Allah commands justice, doing ihsan, showing ihsan, excellence and generosity, showing generosity towards relatives. وَيَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغِي And he forbids what is shameful, blameworthy and oppressive. يَعِذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ He teaches you so that you may take heed. أُذْكُرُ اللَّهَ الْعَظِيمِ يَذْكُرْكُمْ Remember Allah and He will remember you. وَشْكُرُوهُ عَلَى نِعَمِهِ يَزِدْكُمْ And thank Him for His blessings and He will increase you. وَلَا ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ Nothing is greater than the remembrance of Allah. وَأَقْلِمُ الصَّلَةِ Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.